This is the Mercy Talk podcast. Mercy Talk is brought to you by Mercy Multiplied. We exist to encourage, equip, and empower both men and women with the same biblically-based principles we've seen work for over 35 years in our residential homes. If you want to find out more, head on over to mercymultiplied.com. everybody. Welcome back to Mercy Talk and welcome to a new month. My name is Rachel Thomas and we are so excited about this new month because we are in a new series and we're going to get into the details of that. But y'all, I'm not going to lie. I'm mostly excited because my friend Jen Otero is back with us. How are you, friend? I am well. I'm so excited to have this microphone in my face again. (laughs) Hi, everyone. (laughs) Yay. You know that she is like the original, okay? She's she's the original. She also brings the wisdom and credentials and the honesty and the depth and grace and all those things. And she's just a lot of fun. Thanks, friend. To talk to. It's so good to be back. Yeah. So excited. Yeah. This just feels totally like another day. Yeah. Here we are. Here we are. Here we are. (laughs) So we're so pumped to have her with us for this series. Um, We are actually going to be diving into a series called How to Deal. You ready? What are we going to be dealing with? How to Deal with Difficult People. And so we're going to be talking about some behaviors and relationships that range all the way from abrasive to annoying. We'll we'll get a little more serious, even detrimental. And so Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, um, what we're really talking about is how to maintain a healthy relationship with another person. And the crazy thing is... Many of these things, um, we've we've gotten used to them. Mm-hmm. You know, these behaviors, just tolerating them and just trying to maintain peace. Yeah. Or oh, if they don't blow up at me today, and I can just get through the day, then I'm I'm maintaining the relationship. Absolutely. So to speak. But really, that's not healthy. It's just covering up unhealthy behavior, which. We love to dive into it here at Mercy. We go poking around <laughs> we for go it. Poking around. I know. Brooke and I were talking a couple weeks ago, you know, like the three favorite words, it's like practical or practicality. Oh, yes. You know, roots. Mm-hmm. We talk about roots all the time. And I can't remember what the third one was, but there was a third one. Jesus. Jesus. That Of, of course. There you go. <laughs> That's the three things. <laughs> Absolutely. So we're going to be diving into five specific behaviors and some of them are related, but we're going to kind of silo them off and get a little more in depth and talk about each one. Um, and so today we are going to uh, start off with one of my, I don't know if it's my favorite one to talk about, but it's probably maybe the one I feel like in my own story, I've had the most experience right. with. And that is the friendly sniper. <laughs> and you're like, cute. What is a friendly <laughs> sniper? <laughs> a person with a gun and a smile on their face. Well, I mean, kind of, kind of. <laughs> so what we're going to be talking about today is somebody that covers up criticism, negativity, hostile feelings with um, a large amount of, of uh, humor or mm-hmm. attempted humor. Right. And we're not this series, especially this episode today. If you hear this and you're like, oh, great, I'm a sarcastic person. And they're telling me that, like, I can't joke around anymore. That's not what we're saying. No, that's no. not what we're saying. No. What we want to do is is talk about those um, relationships and those interactions where you know that there is something that they are really trying to communicate right. with you. You know there is something that they really mean, mm-hmm. but instead of them just coming out and saying it, they keep covering it up with humor right? or taking jabs at you and it actually hurts worse than if they would just say what they're really intending to say, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yep. So that for our purpose today is what we're going to refer to as a friendly sniper. So Jen, would you 
Bring that wisdom yes. and break it down. <laughs> Bring the wisdom. Bring it. When we start talking about sarcasm, some of you may be driving or listening right now and you're like, oh dang, leave right. my sarcasm alone. No. Don't touch it. Yes. But today, whether it's someone in your life or it's something you struggle with, if the sarcasm is used as a means to cover up, like you said, your true feelings or hostility or unforgiveness or things in your life that you are just not in a place to bring forth, then that is where the issue comes. Yeah. Sometimes sarcasm is just funny. Right. Like if Brooke were here with us right now, oh. she would drop a couple sarcastic statements and we would be laughing really hard. All the time. And there would not necessarily be a jab behind them. Right. But what we're trying to identify is when sarcasm is actually covering up something that's couldn't be hurtful. Yeah. Or you leave the conversation going, oh man. What was that about? Was that, were they serious? Were they serious? Were they not? It helps us to be able to identify that that's what we're talking about today. And so it's a reality of going, okay, when I walk away from a conversation and I'm not sure if they actually meant that, or I feel like I've kind of just been put down or Mm -hmm. hurt or demeaned or any of those types of things, that's the kind of relationship. Now, over the next five weeks, as we talk this through, <laughs> this could be, you may already be identifying someone in your life that you're like, oh, dang, that cousin or that friend or that coworker. But may I also challenge you from the beginning that if this is you, yeah, allow the Holy Spirit to begin to bring that loving conviction of like, oh man, there is maybe something deeper going on in my life if this is something that I operate from. Yeah. And in a couple minutes, we'll chat through a little bit more of how to address that and deal with that. But from the get-go, the point of these times is for us as helpers to become better helpers, but also to become better people and to really become more like Christ. So if this is something in your life that he begins to put a finger on, go with that. Allow him to really go. There's probably something deeper if this is something you operate from and to begin to look at that. So there's a couple ways that this can kind of play out. And like we said, we're not trying to demonize sarcasm, but we do want to take a closer look so that we can realize when we're tolerating this from others or from ourselves. So often what can happen is sarcasm can be disguised as something else. So Mm -hmm. I'm being very polite or I'm being humorous or whatever it may be. But like you said, it's verbally taking a jab at someone. It's not just being funny about circumstances or whatever. It's actually pointed towards someone and you really go, man, what is that about? So having the discernment to see that that's at play. And there's actually some research, which I found so interesting that shows that sarcasm or our ability to read sarcasm. So interesting. I I know. (laughs) You're like, yes. (laughs) can actually be an exercise that can help our brains operate more creatively, 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 creatively. Thank you, Rachel. Creatively. But (laughs) y'all, y'all are nodding. If you ever heard me on Birdstock, you're like, there she goes, making up words. Here we go. But that it's also a reality that when this sarcasm is at work and it's hurtful, that's really the Mm -hmm. point that we're talking about. And so understanding that that is not a win when it comes to relationship and friendship. We also have to realize that if this is something we do or something we are in relationship with, at the end of the day, this area of sarcasm or this friendly sniper, these interactions can create huge insecurity. Mm -hmm. They can begin to open doors to lies. I mean, Mm -hmm. the enemy loves this type of interaction and relationship because there is no health to it. There's not a vulnerability or authenticity. Mm, There's not an openness. It, what it creates is insecurity. And if I'm already struggling with something in my life and then I have someone who walks in this type of sarcasm and is this friendly sniper using my quarter fingers, Mm -hmm. what it does is it just exacerbates the very lies that I believe. Mm -hmm. And the enemy comes in and, and uses this person in my life. Or if I'm this person, I could be used to really continue to root in these lies and these difficult 
difficulties and this brokenness in someone's life without me even realizing. Because honestly, everything we'll be talking through is based in brokenness, is based in root issues in someone's life. I don't walk around friendly sniping someone (laughs) if I'm in a healthy place. But if I'm not in a healthy place, what is happening is my brokenness starts to feed into someone else's Mm. and really can create so many issues in not just the relationship itself, but also in that person's life and their belief system and what they're operating from. So as much as it can seem like it's this sort of silly fun thing, it can have some really detrimental parts to someone's life, especially depending on the season that they're in. Yeah. Yeah. I would add the last thing is that sarcasm, especially like anytime we're texting or online or having conversations, you know, when you get that text message, you're like, what does that mean? <laughs> Not just because the punctuation's off, and there's right. lots of emojis, but genuinely, where you're like, "What's that mean?" What's that? Well, I don't understand what they're talking about. Yeah. But when you add sarcasm oh to it, gosh. you just created yourself a train wreck. Oh, totally. So. On, on that note, there's yeah. also that additional piece to keep in mind that yeah. if this is something you operate from or someone in your life does, yeah, just maybe stay away from the texting or emails because yeah. sarcasm is already hard in interactions face to face. You gosh. add some text messages, it's yeah. going to get real difficult. Oh, friend. Mm-hmm. Especially, I mean, I'm thinking of even some scenarios that work before where... Uh, not here, but previous places. I mean, of course, not here. She's mercy. Like, Let me not mercy. <laughs> uh, but other places where I've I've thought, oh my gosh, this would be hilarious. And I type it all out and I have sent it. But there have been other moments where I reread back through it and I'm like, oh wow. Unless I put like ten smiley faces right. and a winky face at the end, <laughs> they're probably not gonna know that this is I'm joking. Mm-hmm. Or it or it may, like you said, stir up some of that insecurity. Yes. So I'm just going to, if I'm going to joke, I'll do it in person because over email and text, it can get, it's so true. It can get weird. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are gifs to help with that, Yeah, but you know, still, <laughs> which are awesome. I do love, I mean, They're I do favorite. love me a good gif. I know you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. And I want to, I want to kind of circle back around to something you said, yeah. um, a bit ago when you were talking about disguised as the friendly jab and we'll, we'll get into this more here in a bit, but I, one thing I hear a lot in this, um, I guess context with joking is, well, can't you just take a joke or I wasn't serious. And especially you find this, I mean, I remember, I'd be curious to hear when you remember hearing some of your first sarcastic, you know, jokes, but specifically in middle school was when I remember kind of sarcasm being this thing of like, Oh, we're making fun of you, but we're not making fun of you. You know, like, Mm We totally, and obviously middle school is a whole nother animal because it's just cruel. It's just mean, (laughs) you know, don't take me back. Jesus, please don't. I'm I'm never being done with middle school. Want to get older. Yes. But that was one thing I do remember, especially when you were discerning and trying to figure out who you are as a human being. That's right. And you're already working through a lot of those insecurities already. Mm -hmm. And you hear those come in and you're like, okay, this doesn't feel right. Like, you know, in the most elementary form. That's not nice. I mean, you know, you're thinking this is not kind and you voice something about it and they say, I was just kidding. Like, can't you take a joke? Mm -hmm. And I wonder if that kind of, um, it, it perpetrates for a long time and it it solidifies and hardens in our minds and then we believe it. So it's like, okay, well I've just got to take, like if I, if I can't laugh, then I can't take a joke. That's right. You know? Well, and I think how often, like the way my brain works, I don't, I'm not a super sarcastic person. So when people get like super sarcastic, I'm in the one in the room going, I don't get it. No, it's okay. Me too. Do you know what I mean? Like, and so I can think of times, even as an adult, let's be honest, where people will get into that and I'm literally feeling at a loss, which 
could even in that moment create insecurity. It could not even be coming in my direction, but yet it's still happening in the environment. And I'm like, I got nothing. I have no yeah, idea like, what I they're talking about. <laughs> so if I wasn't in an insecure place, I'm feeling stupid over here no, because I'm not even tracking with what's happening. Sure. Does that make sense? Yeah. So at the end of the day, none of this is super helpful. Yeah. And it's not, it's not a place of true authenticity to who, even who we are. Sure. Because if you're, if you actually struggle with the sarcasm, think about how exhausting it is. Mm. To have to be that on it all the time yeah, and yeah, to yeah. be that funny yeah. and to be that creative with all that. Quick, yeah. Instead of just being able to be real and honest and straight to face with people. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, totally. And even back to what you were saying about the creative thing, because that was what blew my mind. It, you'll see a lot of articles, even as I was diving into some of the study of yes. this, about, well, sarcastic people are smarter. And then I'm like, well, uh, man, uh, I want to be that way. Like <laughs> I'm smarter. I'm behind. So I'm like, yeah, I want to be smarter. So, but really what they're saying when you dive into any of those articles is the reason it's exercising that creative space is because you're getting better at reading in between the lines. Mm-hmm. You're getting better right. at interpreting, interpreting. Yeah. Is that interpreting. the word? Interpreting. There we go. See <laughs> what somebody actually means mm-hmm. versus what they're saying. Right. And then how you're going to respond with what you um, don't mean, but actually mean kind of right. thing, you know? Where it becomes this odd little verbal dance. Yeah. Yeah. Instead yeah, yeah. of just being straightforward and like, hey, yeah. I actually have a lot of resentment towards you. <laughs> don't like you, right? <laughs> I don't like your guts. So we need to have a conversation. <laughs> what did you say earlier? You're being a jerk face. You're being a jerk That's face. Right. Therefore, That's we need to discuss. We need to this talk this. Right Which is where we're gonna dive into <laughs> sorry. I really actually use that term. Me too. When talking to my husband sometimes. Yeah. Not that he's been a jerk face. Sometimes he's told me that. It's yeah. In love. In love. <laughs> I love you, babe. Stop being a jerk face. Okay. I had heard about Mercy from a peer in school. And I looked at her and I was like, that is for girls who are dying. That is not for me. And she looked at me and she said, Brian, you are dying. So I applied. I was nervous because I did not want to leave school. It definitely was worth it because you have to work on yourself. You have to allow the Lord to work on you emotionally and spiritually. And those are entwined. I was able to go back and graduate on time, which was a God thing. That was his redemption right there was to say, you know what? You obeyed. You did what I asked you to do. And so I'm going to bless you and I'm going to take care of this for you. And so I was able to graduate on time. It wasn't even an issue, but I was able to graduate in a healthier place. I think just buckle up, hold on. You're in for a ride because it's been a ride just it gets better Um, don't quit don't give up don't give in and um, if you choose to allow the Lord to work in you and through you and beside you then he's gonna lead you and he's gonna guide you and he's gonna bless you so uh, and again coming back to this place please don't feel that now you're going well now I just have to be a boring human and I'm never telling another joke right hear what we're saying balance people balance so, so let's get to that that part of, of this whole conversation where what if someone's listening to this and they say, okay, well, I can think of a relationship in my life right now. Like I can think of somebody, yeah. maybe it maybe it's a peer, but you know what? The, here's when it gets really messy too is maybe it's a parent. Right. Maybe it's a teacher. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a coach that is always like, man, you finally got one right, whatever, blah, blah, right. blah. You know, and, and those, and so that is like, Permeated is that the right mm-hmm. word? It's it's in it's sunken into the very depths of our psyche, right? Like because now we're not only hearing it from 
people like, you know, on the same level, that peer level, but now we're hearing it from people who we thought we could trust. Absolutely. And so can you just give us some tips for how to have a a vulnerable conversation with somebody like this? Because really at the end of the day, when that is allowed to sit on either end, you know, if there's hostility there and, and it's not addressed or they keep you know, battering us with it. And that that's only going to grow into something unhealthy. Too. Absolutely. So where do we go? Well, I have a couple thoughts. Okay. I think first and foremost, you know, we've talked about the hostility and the things that are underneath. I think it can go two different ways. If I'm in relationship there, the sarcasm may be coming from someone because they actually have some pent up aggression mm. or hostility or unforgiveness <clears throat> towards me. And that may need to be addressed. Sure. But in addition to that, you may be dealing with a coach or a teacher or somebody who just has got some jacked up in this in their own life. Mm-hmm. Like that has nothing to do with you, but it kind of just is shooting out the side of their head at yes. you. So I think part of it is getting discerning enough to go, okay, what is the root in this? Is there brokenness mm-hmm. in our relationship that needs to be addressed? Or is this just part of the way they operate that I need to have a conversation with them about? Does that make sense? So it's kind of breaking it down to go, what is feeding this in them so that I even know how to have the conversation? Now, if it's my mother who's operating this or an aunt or a family member, you're probably going to have a different discernment of like, oh yeah, there was that one time 10 years ago that we've (laughs) never discussed and maybe that's where this is coming from. But there may other be times where you're like, I think this is just the way they operate. And we're going to talk about all of these different things. Sometimes this just becomes our norm. I'm just a sarcastic person. This is just the way I operate. So it comes out this way at everybody, even if I'm not bothered or hurt by them, but maybe it's still rooted in some brokenness. Mm -hmm. So I think step one is discerning, okay, what is, what is happening in our relational dynamic that's creating this? Is that need to be addressed? But then really having an honest conversation, because I think what you're going to find often, not always, is that sometimes there's some blind spots in this with people. Mm. They may have no clue that they're really hurting you. They may not be intentionally going, I'm going to be sarcastic today to take a jab at you. Like (laughs) there may not be this line of thinking that they're even putting it together. So you may actually be surprised when you sit down and have a conversation that there's a light bulb that goes off where they're like, oh my gosh, I really had no idea that that was hurtful to you. Now that could be one side of it. Secondarily, they could be like, wow, I actually realized that I'm really angry with you Mm -hmm. or I'm really hurt by something that you did. And then that discussion goes from there. But part of it is just being vulnerable and honest enough to go, hey, there's this is a good statement counselors often use. When you fill in the blank, I feel. Oh, that's good. Fill in the blank. Because when I do that type of verbiage, when you, I feel because it does, it causes people to not get as defensive. Okay. So there's a place of going. So when I've noticed lately, you've been really kind of sarcastic in some of our conversations. And when that happens, it really causes me to feel insecure or like maybe you're upset with me Mm -hmm. because it just doesn't feel like you're being as honest with me about something. Am I missing something? Mm -hmm. Have I hurt your feelings? Is there... And the more that you're able to have these conversations with people focused on yourself, like what can I do? Did I miss something? You're going to see the defense doesn't go up as quickly, perhaps. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So really just being honest, like when this happens, I'm left in the dark. I don't know what's happening. Yeah. Is there something we need to talk about? Yeah. And just to make you aware, I, you're one of the kind of sweet people I know. Yeah. But when you operate from this, it really can cause some issues. Mm. So that's where I would encourage people to kind of go to discern what's happening. Yeah. But then to have just an honest conversation. Yeah. Which is not easy. No. But if you want healthy relationships, you have to choose to walk in health. Health begets health. There you go. Drop the mic. Wait, <laughs> drop it. Drop it. What do you say? It. Uh, we. And this is another phrase we always we like to refer to back at Empower. You say free people, free people, yeah. and hurt people, hurt people. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's so good. It's kind of simplifies it, but the reality is, 
you care, you give away what you carry. And so if I'm in a broken place, it's going to come out the side of my head one way or the other. And in this case, sarcasm is one way. Absolutely. Let me ask you this. What if you have that conversation with somebody and they in turn kind of what we referred to before, well, you can't take a joke. You're just not being, I I didn't mean it kind of thing. And it's, they deflect. Yeah. How would you, what would you say are some healthy boundaries you could put in place to say, okay, well, if that's how you're going to treat me, then I'm Mm -hmm. going to. Yep. I think there's a couple options. Okay. I know personally, I would probably say, but I don't think you are. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, but that's all a personality type. Like I personally would probably not have a problem going, you say that you're joking right now. I don't know that I would have done this in middle school, but now as a grown woman, I would say you're saying that you're joking, but I just really sense that maybe you're not. Is there something we need to talk about? Yes. I personally would probably address it. Okay. Some people may not be comfortable with that. So I would encourage you to pray into your response in those situations. But most of the time when that's said, there's a discernment of like, no, you're not. Yeah. You're not joking. Yeah. And ultimately this isn't about me taking a joke. To me, this doesn't feel funny. Right. So how do we talk that through? That's good. Additionally, and we'll talk about this more in the upcoming weeks, but sometimes there is just a place of going, okay, Lord, is there some new boundaries I need to put in place? Like, Mm. is this a friendship, for instance, that is not life-giving? I feel like maybe I've had the conversations or I've prayed into this and maybe, just maybe, this person is not healthy enough to be in my inner circle. Maybe I need to set some new boundaries. Maybe I see them once a month instead of every day. Yes. Do you know what I mean? I think there's just a reality of understanding we can't change people. Sure. We'll continue to reiterate that. (laughs) Yes. Can't change people, but we can have good conversations and discussion and then yes. it's on them whether they change it. Yes. So I think there's a couple different ways you can go about that, but I would encourage you in that moment to go, yeah, I'm not feeling like this is a joke. Right. <laughs> or I don't, I actually take jokes pretty well. So I'm, is there something I'm missing here? Sure. And their eyes are probably going to bug out of their head and they're going to be like, <laughs> what? what just happened? Especially if they've operated this for years That's and true. years. Maybe no one has ever challenged them back in a mm. loving way. Yeah. But that may be a way to go about it as well. Gotcha. That's so good. No, that's so good. I mean, I'm even challenging. I know, but true. Yes. Because it's easy to go, oh yeah, okay, well, ha ha ha. We just laugh it off and go on. Right. But in another hour or two hours or three days, they're going to do it again. Yes. So even if you don't have this great response in the moment, pray into it and go, okay, Lord, the next time this happens. Yes. I think I'm going to challenge them on that because this isn't a joke. It's not funny. Yes. They're being hurtful. Yes. That's so good, Jen. That's so good. And again, this is going to, all of these (laughs) topics are going to kind of bleed into each other because it's relationships and that yeah. just tends it's to, what it does. it's messy <laughs> <laughs> happens. But I'm, I'm even thinking back to times when I, I had an opportunity to play a part in, in creating those healthy boundaries for myself. Mm-hmm. And instead I, I took on the, the mentality of a victim, which yeah. we'll, we'll talk about later, but, but then allowing that to be my role instead of going, no, actually I can play a role in my health here. Right. Mm-hmm. I can say, well, you know what, then we don't need to hang out. And as I think about just, and my kids are still young, but you've got one Mm -hmm. that's older. And oh my gosh, to think of my kid going through middle school, I just, you know, Jesus take the wheel. But mostly because I just remember how mean kids can be. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think, you know what? At the end of the day, I don't want my kid to come running home to me and going, mommy, mommy, can you like go beat up this kid? I mean, of course, you, we want I to. want to. We I'm not going to lie. Like, I want to find Flesh it. wants to beat up <laughs> the fourth do. <laughs> It is fourth Stop grade it. sometimes. Yes. Oh, my Atlanta. Jesus, Especially help us. eighth grade. Eighth ah, grade. Yes, the eighth graders. Mm-hmm. Such a hard year. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I want them to take, like, you talk about this all the time, Jen, about just equipping our kids and people to have that relationship with the Lord yes. so that they can go and say, Jesus, 
help me have this hard conversation. Help me to set these boundaries. Mm-hmm. Help me to listen to who you say that I am. That's right. So that I can operate out of health and wholeness instead of going, okay, well, uh, now I just have to take it and no one, everyone's right. against me. And I think even with Kenna, my 14 year old, yeah. who's going to be a freshman. Oh my gosh this month. Crazy town. Crazy. Just coming out of middle school, one of the biggest things I found that the Lord helped with her in some of those dynamics that are part of developmentally, we're in middle school, we're figuring it out. Yeah. We're kind of jerk faces. Everybody's <laughs> working it out. Yes. One of the things that I think helped the most for her was having that relationship with God where she heard mm. from him, yes. but secondarily going, Lord, what is at the root of why she's acting that way? Yeah. And she was able to come home and pray about some of these dynamics with so some of these girls were not nice. Yeah. And the Lord would start to show her some bullying in their past mm. or maybe some things at their home that didn't excuse the behavior, but it helped her to begin to go, okay, that's what's operating. So it's not about yeah. me yeah. when that girl's not being kind to me. And yes. this y'all, this becomes part of adulthood oh. too. If that co-works not being nice to Preach. me, if there's something happening, there is something operating in their life yeah. that has nothing to do with yes. me. And if I can learn that in middle school, dang, I'm set <laughs> up. But some yes. of us are still figuring yes. that out now. So yes. even as we're talking about that today, understanding there's probably some insecurity working at times. Yeah. There's probably some brokenness. Even when you think about sarcasm and family dynamic and generational patterns, how often is a sarcastic person raised in a sarcastic oh. home? Oh, it's yeah. just part of everybody time. around us. That's yeah. just how we, that's, how, that's our number one form of communication is sarcasm, each other. you yeah. know? Yeah. So I think yeah. part of it is even going, okay, as we talk about root systems all the time yeah. at Mercy, it's so important to have that vantage point of going, what is at the root of why they're operating this yes. way? It does not excuse the behavior, but it does explain it. And it creates a separation that, you know what, at the end of the day, this has nothing to do with me. That's right. This is the way you operate That's based right. on what you have going on. That's right. And if there is a relational breakdown I need to take, you know, ownership of and have a conversation, cool. But most of the time, this is going to be their stuff. Yes. That they're working through. Yes. And if we can make that discernment, it changes everything. Yeah. Because then I'm not getting all jacked up over it. Oh my it gosh. Could be your- can be your thing over there. Gosh, that's so good. <laughs> well, I hope you've enjoyed this counseling session again. <laughs> I said that last time with Brooke, so it's not an original line, but truly, I just, every time, anyways, I'm just, we're all really blessed to have you guys Thanks, here with girl. us at Mercy. Yeah. I just love it. Yeah. We love you. I mean, so much wisdom and really, again, favorite word, practical, there you, go. Um, you know, just practical things to hopefully give you some tools to take back and go, okay, either this is a problem for this has been a problem experiencing it with someone else in my life or like Jen said, man, Lord, I sense you speaking to me. And so we just want to encourage you. There's no condemnation. We're not here pointing fingers. We're just talking about these things to hopefully make us all more aware and how we can operate with each other in a healthier way. So cool. Well, we're just getting started and we are excited to dive into this new series with you guys and with Jen. It's going to be so much fun. So we hope you will join us back here next week for more Mercy Talk. See you guys then. Bye. We're so glad you joined us today. We'd love for you to head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. You can also find previous episodes there. Mercy Multiplied is a nonprofit organization completely funded by our donors. We're incredibly grateful and couldn't do what we do without them. If you want to find out more how you can partner with us financially, head over to mercymultiplied.com. Mercy